Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Speaking of the Warriors, Patrick Beverly, as we reported yesterday, finalizing a deal with the Bulls. And Patrick Beverly would have us believe, Ray, that it came down to his hometown Bulls, who have a need for a defensive-minded guard with Lonzo Ball now lost for the year, or the Warriors. That surprised me a little bit to hear that the Warriors might have been interested in Patrick Beverly, but he explains. It was between Golden State and the Bulls, and uh, the Bulls have been after me for the last couple of years. I with Billy Donovan. I really do. I, I like his structure. I like he goes like how he goes about about things. So I was I couldn't kind of say no to that. Obviously, you know it's always good to play with a lot of great talent in Golden State, but you know they, it's a lot of, a lot of guards over there, you know. So I I figured you know I can make a playoff push with the Bulls right now and kind of you know pump them up a little bit. The East kind of weak, you feel me? You know, not to disrespect anybody from the East, but you know the, uh, a lot of people went to the West. So uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah, and his family is excited to have him back home. I get to take my son to school. I get to take my son and my baby girl to school. I get to pick them up. I get to wrap my city on my chest, man, like proudly. So if you think I went hard for other teams, just imagine I'm going to go hard for this one, man. I'm, I'm excited. My mom's excited. My family's excited. My friends are excited. I know the Bulls are excited. I just can't wait to get started, man. It's going to be lit. Patrick Beverly on the Pat Bev podcast. As far as any interest from the Warriors, Pat Beverly said it was between Golden State and the Bulls. Obviously, it's always good to play with a lot of great talent in Golden State, but a lot of guards over there, you know. So I figured I could make a playoff push with the Bulls right now, kind of pump them up a little bit. Um, he also said he talked with Mike Dunleavy, and he said that the Warriors were with him. They said, you know what, if you got another offer, uh, here you go. Quote, they kept it real with me, like, we don't want you to wait, Pat. If this is an opportunity you want to take, go ahead. We respect it. We know there's a lot of teams after you. So I felt like the Bulls were the best fit. I appreciate Golden State. I appreciate the opportunity that was there. If it was there, it worked out the way it was supposed to. That's fine. That's all well and good. I'm just not sure that there really was an opportunity there. There's no reason to assume that the Warriors ever actually offered him anything other than, yeah, we might want to talk to you. So good for him. He's found a landing spot, but I don't think the Warriors are too broken up that, oh, we didn't get Patrick Beverly. Um, I They might have been able to find a way to use him, but I think they also knew that there are other teams that were, you know, had more money available to make something happen and had more assets available. The, the Warriors are, this is not nearly a direct parallel, but they don't have enough attractive movable parts to engage teams in serious trade talks and so then the buyout market is the way to go if you're interested in selling but bob myers said the other day that or i i think it was myers said you know the buyout market usually doesn't produce much now do you believe that the clippers are dramatically better because they got russell westbrook uh, I don't, but they seem to be pretty excited hey, about it. Do you think Miami is going to all of a sudden go from seventh place in the East to third in the East because they got Kevin Love? Uh, only if there's like a Shazam-like bolt of lightning that strikes him and reverts, he reverts to his previous form, which is unlikely. Yeah, I see, I don't know that... I mean, you've got names, but they're names with not much tread left on the tires. And then after that, you're sort of squinting and going... Will Barton? Do we want to do that? I think the I kind of like Will Barton. I think the buyout market is great for a team that's 
pretty much already established as a really good team. And maybe they've just got one little area where this guy's been hurting. We need to shore up that area just in case. I think that it's perfect. The bout market is perfect for that type of team. But if you're a team that's kind of struggling and you need one more oomph, if you're counting on the bout market to give that to you, you will be disappointed. I, well, I don't know if you'll be disappointed, but your chances of hitting are not great. Which would be you disappointing, can, but no, okay. No, but I mean, no, you, I don't know that you'd be disappointed. I mean, I think, you know, the only way you'd be disappointed if the guy was actively throwing games against you. No, I'm saying if you're but expecting a guy the, to come in and give you a big oof, the buyout guy we got, he's going to put us over the top. It's probably not going to happen. Well, Those but nobody aren't. believes that anyway. A buyout guy is just sort of a safety valve for uh -huh, the most part. Uh -huh. So I, I don't know that disappointment enters into it, but we're arguing semantics, which is... A bad radio and B. Well, that's bad we got. We, we're supposed to save that for the five o'clock hour. That's what we're doing the whole. The bad thing. radio? No, the semantics argument. I think the bad radio started at least sixty-four minutes ago. Maybe so. Maybe so. And maybe before then. Mm -hmm. I kind of like Will Barton. I know he's not having a great year. I like guy can shoot, but the Warriors obviously they need to shore up defensively. And if they had any interest in Patrick Beverly, if they did, it had to be rooted in that. Yeah, and I'm not sure they did. So, eh. so you're not scared of Russell Westbrook going to the Clippers? I understand why they did it. And supposedly, as we discussed yesterday, they talked to him. And, you know, they've got veteran leaders there. And the Clippers explained to him, look, this, Russ, this is what we need you to do. To me, the very first sign of trouble there is the fact that while Russ eventually was convinced to come off the bench for the Lakers... And he was somewhat effective in that role. I'm not a big Westbrook guy, but you check it. There are times when he was effective in that role. He will not be doing that for the Clippers, Ray. He will be a starter for the Clippers. And if you ask me, it has already failed. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the chances of that one working well. But they would have to be able to convince Russell Westbrook to be the kind of different player that other teams have wanted him to be. And Russell Westbrook has, for the most part, been the kind of player that he's always been. Only his skills have diminished some, which makes him less effective and therefore problematic because he's still going to be ball dominant and he's still going to take shots that, frankly, the percentages don't justify. Right. At the worst possible time sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think it's a... You're hoping for the best. I just don't know that you're going to get the best. The Clippers are a little scary looking at it from, you know, the Warriors standpoint in the West, the rest of the way. And, of course, the Warriors got their own problems. Clippers a little scary. The Westbrook thing could end up sabotaging them. The Suns are the team that I think that's it. It's always an open question as to whether um, CP3, CP2, <laughs> sorry, Chris Paul, whether he's going to be healthy. Uh, if he's healthy, though, and Durant's healthy, watch out for that team. CP3 and, and KD. That team could win the West. They could. That's, but that is largely because nobody is fully backing the Nuggets or the Grizzlies or the Kings. So basically, anybody can come out of the West this year. There's no putative favorite. It may look that way, but I don't think so. I think Denver could... Maybe Phoenix, Memphis could. I don't think Sacramento can. I mean, maybe not a nice what? year, and if they get into the playoffs, that's a huge success for them. But it's been very muddled, but I don't think right now it's as wide open. What's the team you would bet your car on? To make the finals? Yeah. I don't know what I bet my car. Can I bet Grandy's car? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Because you've seen Grandy's car. That's probably what? Hundred bucks right now. I would still go Denver, but if it's, I was in one of my pools with you know my mother-in-law and everything, and she had Denver, I'd probably take uh, I'd take Phoenix. Okay, Grandy, how much is your car worth? <laughs> I don't feel comfortable disclosing that information, Ray. What's your what What's your license plate number? <laughs> I also don't feel comfortable disclosing that information, Ray. Okay, how about the pin on your debit card? <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Let me let me get that out. Hold on. Let me how get about out of my you? Pocket. If you had to bet Lucas's car. Oh, on, if I had to bet Lucas's car? One of the teams coming I'd out of the West. I'd take the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, what's your pin? 888-957-9570. As cowardice is well known. If you had to bet your car on somebody, somebody coming out of the West, I would still go Denver Nuggets right now. How about you, Ray? 
Phoenix I, is my second choice. I'm not going Grizzlies. Why not? Because I've Defend seen yourself. them. Because I've seen them too often stumble when they can't shoot. They can't make shots. <clears throat> Excuse me. They are very dependent on getting out in transition, which is harder to do in the postseason. That's why they got uh, the shooter from, I'm sorry, the guy they got from the Clippers, the left-handed shooter. Who did they get? They just got, he's a good shooter and he's going to help them. Um, but Kennard? Thank you very much. I apologize. Luke Kennard. They got Luke Kennard. He's going to help in that area, but, other, but they're not good enough. So, in other words, there's all- offensively they they fall into these droughts where they can't score, and that's going to get worse in the postseason. They're frauds. Okay, they're a good team, but not good enough to get to the NBA Finals. All right, are the Clippers good enough? They might be. Like I said, I think they just added Russell Westbrook. We I know. Just talked about that. I know. That's are they why good I say, enough to get there or not? They might be. It depends how that's going to go. If there Level are any problems with that, uh, right now, I would say no. I'll say no. So you, I was much higher on them before they signed Westbrook. Okay, so basically it's Denver or Phoenix. I think so. Okay. I don't I, think Sacramento gets there, and you know it's they're having a great year as it is. I don't think Denver gets there. I'd like to think the Warriors have a chance if things come together, but you know at some point things I, have to come together, and they're just not for this team. I, I want Sacramento to win it all because I want to hear what a smug Kings fan sounds like. Because no franchise in any American sport has had less opportunity to do that. Well, it's only been 16 years since they've been in the playoffs. It's only been 72 since they won a championship. And uh, that was 51 five, Rochester. Yeah, that was yeah. five cities ago. Yeah. They've been in five cities since the last time they won a title. I mean, that's a level of endurance where you not only don't have any playoff experience, you don't have any history to glom onto. I mean, they used to they used to play some of their home games in Omaha. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it Cincinnati, it's Rochester. Mo- well, Cincinnati, you could see Cincinnati is actually a, a relatively thriving metropolis. You know, Rochester, it's not even as big as Syracuse. <laughs> I think the thing that would keep them from getting there is they just don't defend well enough. And I assume I know things are different in the NBA this year. Because everybody, everybody, everybody is scoring, scoring, scoring. But I think defense still is going to matter. And their coach, Mike Brown, by his own admission, we can't guard anybody. And I think they're having a great year and they're building for the future. If they get into the playoffs, hugely successful season. But you can't defend as poorly as they do and have any shot at winning an NBA title. No, I, I, I mean, see you're right, but I don't believe in uh, them either. But I'd like to, I'd like it to happen. I think the Warriors. I'd like have a, I'd like Kings fans to walk around with their noses up in the air just one time, because after I this, you didn't like Kings fans. I don't like Kings fans, but I want to see how they are when they're smug. <laughs> We've seen how Warrior fans are when they're smug, because all you have to do is see a Warrior fan and you see smug. <laughs> I mean, you see that with 49er fans. Mm -hmm. Who are the most smug fans in all of sports? Oh, Cowboys fans. Because they haven't won in forever, and they still think they're the most impressive team in in sports. And all they are is impressive if you're looking at their Forbes valuation. But as John Middleton said, who remembers that? Right. Nobody remembers that. Nobody cares. Yankee fans? Pretty smug? It's been a while since they've won. But, yeah, they're up there. Red Sox fans, Cubs fans, um, Cardinals fans. Are Cubs fans? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. You uh, forget 2016 when they remembered, oh, yeah, we, we invented baseball. Coming up, we're going to talk to your friend, Ray. We're going to talk to Drew McGarry, Chronicle yeah. columnist, Defector co-founder. He's and not he's a Chronicle columnist. He's an SF Gate columnist. SF Gate columnist. All right, thanks for that correction before we bring him on. And he's written many books. Yes. Yeah. He's also read several. Yeah. So we'll see who he, th- he thinks are the most smug uh, fans in all of sports. That's coming up on Damon and Rado, Whitey and for Damon. And we are sponsored by 5-Hour Energy. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Whitey in for Damon today. You know, Ray comes across as he's so gruff and he's so grumpy and he's so tough. Turns out he has many, many friends who see a different Ray. Uh, no. Isn't I, that right, I Ray? wouldn't define anybody as a friend. Well, I think we're going to talk to one of your friends now. I think he would prefer to be known as a distant acquaintance. I'll bet he knows what a teddy bear you really are. Nice enough to join us. SF Gate columnist, author of many books, including The Night the Lights Went Out, Point B, and The Hike, co-founder of The Defector, former champion on Chopped, which I was stunned to find out. I haven't seen that show in a while, but I love that show. Drew McGarry with us on 95.7 The Game. How are you, Drew? How you doing, man? Good, good. Can you tell us about what Ray's really like? Because, you know, on the radio here, working with him occasionally as I do, and all his listeners, I hear, you know, Ray, everybody sucks, blah, blah, blah. Is there another side of Ray that his friends see? No. <laughs> no. That's what he is. No, I've been told that, like, he's a softie and all that. But, yeah. like, every time, like, we get together, like, he has to stay back wherever to do, like, grandpa stuff. I don't know. So I don't, like, I don't. I've seen him one time. I met Ray one time, and it was in the bowels of the Oracle for like Game Three of the of the 2019 NBA Finals. And I saw a little a little push broom mustache, and I was like, "That looks like Ray Ratto," and it was Ray Ratto. We said hi. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to work, but I like I have not been able to like have a drink with Ray and like see like the soft side. All I know about the softer side is that he will he is someone who calls you. Like out of the blue, like he calls you on the phone, and I'm like, why? Like I'm like, like I'm someone predisposed to despise being called. Like yeah. I don't even like when my mom calls. I'm like, oh my god, I got to talk to my mom. <laughs> and then I get one from Ray, just being like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, good. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and he just wants to talk. He wants to have a good time. So he he's someone who he's, he's a bit gruff, but I think he enjoys. 
enjoys good company. That is what I think. Ray, am I wrong about any of that? You're a lying thug. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And now I know that whole routine. Um, you son of a bitch. Bro. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, let's do some background for, uh, for, for the criminals who listen to this show. Uh, how long have you been at the gate, and what exactly is your beat? I mean, you're a columnist there, obviously, but what do you write? Because I know the answer, but they don't. Oh, okay. So, right. So, I am, in addition to working for Defector and being the host of the Distraction Podcast, ding, I, uh, I am a columnist for SF Gate. And this is true. I was just named the number one columnist, sports columnist in San Francisco by the San Francisco Press Club, even though I do not live in San Francisco. So, take that, Ratto. You can stuff it. Ah! I write about sports, and sometimes I write about pop culture. And politics, whatever they need me to do, same as when I was working in GQ for a long time. So, so I'm a jack of all trades over there. But it's usually to my my standard areas of sports, food, and people that annoy me. So, how do you establish a level of expertise about an area that you've been in once? How do you pull that off? Are you like? Are you giving people a reason not to read me over there? Man, You're the best columnist friend. in San Francisco. You, what I can't friend. do anything to your reputation. I'll have you know, I've gone to San Francisco at least like three times, so I think I have a pretty good idea of what your city's all about, buddy. <laughs> I, my sister lived there for many, many years, and I went out and I visited, and uh, and this is a true story. Her and her husband for like a year or something like that, they, through some sort of, uh, I, don't, I don't even know, through some sort of, through his job or something like that, they were able to live in the house of one of the founders of Twitter for a year while they were raising small children. And I'm not talking about like, it wasn't like a big baller mansion, but it was a house. It was like a useful house. And I don't think it was Jack Dorsey. It was one of the other Twitter ghouls. I'm not sure who it was. It wasn't Elon, but. Uh, so we would go out and we would visit them. And, you know, we just do the thing where we're like, wow, there's a lot of hills around here. Like, you know, the standard tourist stuff. And, <laughs> but uh, I've been around there enough and gone enough on assignment there for SFGate to sort of get enough of a lay of the land to, to understand. But I will never know it as well as either of you. And I'm sure the callers will call in and say, this piece of garbage doesn't know what he's talking about. Go back to where you came from, shirt wheat. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're already back where you came from. Um, yeah, that's the other thing is I do the entire I do it all remotely. So yeah, the so, great Drew McGarry is our guest. Some call him jerkweed. I don't call him that. I would never call him that. Oh, they they'd have to work harder than they do to become jerkweed. Was that in your chopped basket? Did they give you some jerkweed? Is that what you had to cook with when you won that uh, chopped championship? No, I used to write for a site called Deadspin, which no really no longer yes. really exists as far as I'm concerned. But sure. we there was somebody it was. Someone sent us a hate mail, or someone sent hate mail to a professional athlete, and they signed off jerkweet. They were like, "Hey, jerkweet," and it was like such a good jerky boys sort of insult. That uh -huh. It stuck with us in the way yeah. that, like, you remember Ray? There was a there was a guy that called the Miami Heat the Cryemi Weeks, and we have always like anytime I think of the Heat now, I think of the Cryemi Weeks, and that just sticks with me the way the way like. Like someone like invented that and thought it was so smart. Like the guy who invented Obama instead of Obama was like, "That's gold. That's so good." <laughs> Ever. So, based on your vast experience writing about the sports in this area, who's yes. got the smuggest fans? Giants fans, 49er fans, or Warrior fans? Wait, who was the middle one? Giants, Warriors, or 49ers? Oh, Warriors. I mean, that's so obvious. I mean, I had to work with Kevin Draper for a few years. He was a Warriors fan. And just, he, like, you ever have those fans who, like, just them alone feels, like, entirely representative of the fan base, and you hate them really because you hate that person? That's Kevin Draper. <laughs> what if we asked you to draw out and look at the whole nation? Who are, we were just kicking this around a little bit before we brought you on. Who are the most, um, the the most obnoxious um, fans nationally. Ray went with what did you say, cowboy fans? Yeah. No, we were talking about the smuggest fans. The, the smuggest most obnoxious fans. fans are Eagles fans. Yeah, but, but I don't want to put. Yeah, I don't want to blow me. Drew's answer. Yeah. So right, right, right. No, yeah. I understand. Ooh, smug. I mean, it's tough because it would have been Yankees fans ten, fifteen years ago, but like it's sort that sort of stopped because because they're not like as good. They're still good, but they're not like. 
they're not in the the usual Yankees good. So it's got to be someone like uh, I bet I bet you anything. You know what? I bet, you know who it is. I bet it's Georgia fans. That's who it is. It's UGA really? fans. That's who. Wow. I've heard from people who know who have been down there. We're like, like you don't want to go near those people ever in your life. And that is what I that is what I suspect. I, it was from people I trust who told me that. So, um, so let's talk local sports for a minute. As painful as it is, um, have you spent much time trying to parse out the 40, 49er quarterback? controversy at or do you like I think that it's much ado about nothing and it's probably going to end up being somebody other than Brock Purdy or Trey Lance when this all starts I was like that for a while and for full disclosure I'm, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan so of course my quarterback has always been linked back to Kyle Shanahan is going back because Kyle Shanahan has been openly covered as a Kirk Cousins ever since he left Washington and ever since Kirk left Washington and so it was always sort of this rumor that they would get back together, and wow, what a treat that would be for everybody in the Bay Area. But I've gone through, I've had to write about Brock Purdy and about Trey Lance and about Jimmy Garoppolo a lot this year and last year. And the sense that I have gotten ever since then is that basically I think Kyle is fine to ride with Lance and Purdy again next season and not really do much else about it. Like, I think he liked Brock Purdy. He could do what he needed to do with Brock Purdy. I think he still thinks there's something in Trey Lance, and I think that's probably his ego talking, but, like, like I'm ready to write off Trey Lance. Like, I think Trey Lance is a bust, but I don't think Kyle's ready to do that quite yet. And I know he doesn't want Jimmy G around. Jimmy G's like a case of syphilis there. You just can't get rid of him. So it's like, I think that they will stand pat and do something utterly unexciting. I don't think they're trading for Aaron Rodgers. I only to bring Derek Carr in because what's the difference between Derek Carr and what you already have? So I, I'm just not, I'm prepared to be let down by this entire situation because they haven't given me much copy to work with mm. all year long. Like even like, even Purdy, like Purdy was like very capable, but he wasn't like spectacular and he wasn't annoying enough, even though he was Mr. Irrelevant, he wasn't annoying enough in that Mac Jones kind of way <laughs> where I just instantly wanted to punch him in the face the second I saw him. So like I have a, you know, I'm not quite, it's tough, it's tough. Although I did have someone who's on Iowa State, like on the Iowa State campus say that Brock Purdy like went and like proselytized to him at like the lunch table or something one time or something like that. Mm. But, eh. Yeah. Uh, Drew McGarry with us. He's an SFK columnist, race friend. I mean, you probably know who Drew McGarry is, very accomplished blogger and writer. By the way, it is in, remarkable that Ray just asked you that question because Ray avoids that topic like the plague. And the fact that he asked that question of his own volition, I'm I'm almost speechless. But be that, I, I'm, will, I'm willing to hear. I can't believe it. I'm willing to hear from radio people who have never seen either of them play live. The quarterback situation. How do you have your job? It's an excellent point. It, but when you have when you have to talk about it literally every day, whether they do anything or not, you you That's start the job, Ray. You're a drive time host. You have to say the same crap over and over and over again until your head falls off. Well, I'm at the, I'm at that point where I'm thinking about diving through this window, and if it wasn't double paned, I'd do it. Let me ask you this warrior question. You mentioned your friend Kevin Draper and how he represents <laughs> smug warrior fans. Are we maybe, well, how likely is it that right now we're staring down the barrel of the end of this Warriors run or dynasty or whatever you would want to call it? I mean, but didn't you think that like two or three years ago, right? Yes. So I'm not, you know, it's one of those instances where, and I say this as someone who enjoys watching that team, but like you have to see the body cold before you're convinced. And I'm not convinced that the teams on top of the West right now are all that well equipped to go barreling through it. Like I think anybody can win that comp. So as much as the Warriors have been uh, incompetent and sort of, you know, they're almost sort of like two teams, like, slapped together and mm -hmm. like working all that well together. So I, I know that sort of dynamic exists between them, and yet I know who's there. I know who the principals still are, and I know what they're capable of. So I'm not going to ever write them off until Draymond is officially in the TNT studio and Steph Curry's ankle has, like, 17, like, little like kebab skewers sticking out of it because he had to get the Alex Smith surgery and whatever. Um, what do you, uh, from where you are and, and this is what fascinates me and that's why I asked you the bilious 
Purdy uh, Lance question. What is your general view of the Bay Area sports scene in terms of how much it impacts people back in the East Coast where you live? You know how this is, Ray. You know. Well, but I'm asking you because you're the guest. And frankly, right. we got another nine minutes before the break, so I got to fill with something. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, like all NFL teams and from a, a coverage standpoint are essentially created equal. You can carve out the NFC East as sort of a, uh, an exception to that rule because we all get pummeled with the NFC East until we want to die, right? But other than that, like, if you are a fan of the league, you know what's going on in San Francisco. You know what's going on in Seattle. You know what's going on in Arizona. Uh, you know what's going on in L.A. You know what a complete mess that team turned out to be this year. None of that is all that unfamiliar to you. And you, you sort of, if you don't have an idea of what the fans are like, you have an idea in your mind at the very least, right? Uh, but, like, baseball, I think baseball is utterly foreign to those of us on the East Coast. Like, what Giants culture is. I know you hate the Dodgers. That's kind of it, Right. And, like, I know Dodgers fans are pretty annoying. So, like, I think I might have the Giants side on in that. And I know the A's want to move to Vegas, but, like, nobody wants to have the A's right now. Nobody apparently wants any baseball team right now. So I don't know, um, I don't know if that registers back here. Um, and then there are the Warriors, and the Warriors register here because they win lots of titles and they're fun to watch play. And because Kevin Durant pulled the carpetbagger routine and he was, you know, sort of like a villain for a little bit, but then he was like, he was so good, everyone's like, okay, well, he's really good and I like watching him play, but then you look at his interest, I'm sorry. Yes, you did. Fortunately, uh, we caught it. Did I get the button? The I, Reddit, I'm never going to be Did he get the bag. button? We Yeah. yeah. Mark Randy on the and, button. Yeah. yeah. We, we have a small hamster in the other room who handles that. So that is the utterly casual and uninformed take I have of how the East Coast views that scene right now. We have not gotten into the San Jose Sharks because why would we ever do that? Um, so what are you going to be interested in between now and either the NBA playoffs or the college basketball tournament? Is, is this the hardest time of the year to pay attention to any of that stuff? Yeah, it sucks. This is the worst. This is so dead. Like, even our editor, Tom Lay, last night, like, we do a little roundup of, like, hey, here's some stuff you can watch tonight uh, that you can blog about tomorrow. And he's like, there's nothing. This sucks. I want to die. Like, was, there wasn't even regular season NBA because everyone had to take, you know, the requisite time off for Mac McClung appreciation night. So, like, there isn't anything... Right now, it's just a tough, dead, fallow time in the calendar. And so you fill it with, you know, as much regular season NBA claptrap as you can tolerate. But really, you're going to deal with hypotheticals all the way through until March Madness. So you're going to deal with bracketology because there's nothing else to do. That's why Joe Lunardi has a job. And you're going to deal with NFL free agency <laughs> and the combine next week. Like the combine will get a lot of coverage from people because it's good inventory for the NFL network, but also. It's useful for someone like me who's spending all of his time thinking about what his team can do to not suck next year and whether or not they're actually going to do it. And the combine is when all of those things kick into motion. So that's probably what I'm going to be paying attention to despite myself. And maybe I'll see my kids, I think about. You want, I'm going to give you a chance to rethink the end of that answer. <laughs> because No, I mean, they're here. I have to see them. There's no choice. Anyway. They haven't left yet. Oh, that's got to be devastating to you. Um, now, you know, you know what? It was funny when they were babies. I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for him to leave and stop making noise and all that stuff. And now that they're like fun human beings to be around, I'm like, we're going to be alone. I said to my wife, like, we're just, what are we going to do? We're going to be it's like we'll be already dead. It'd be horrible. <laughs> See, that's why I approve of this man. Yeah, absolutely. because he gets what the end game is. Right. Room temperature. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. Last question, and then we will let you go. What's the thing you want most to see this year in sports? And it can be as grotesque or as weird as possible. What's the thing oh, that you would fight other people to write about? Oh, all right. But you, we're taking out, like, Homer elements, right? Anything. Anywhere on the planet. We're not taking anything out if you don't want to. Ooh. All right. Well, look, the first thing is my, my team winning a Super Bowl. Like, or... <laughs> I know the Super Bowl is next year, but whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, and then after that, 
I would like to see... Oh, God, we're live, man. I have to, like, think in real time. It's going to be terrible. I'm going to have to, like, think of words just to fill the air as I think of what I... You know, I'm going to be like, oh, maybe Tiger could win another major. That'd be fun. Ooh. So dorky and annoying. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. I, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I think, uh, I think my team trading up somehow and magically getting Bryce Young at the top of the draft. There you go. How's that? Okay. I, I accept or, the fact that it was I sprung that on you I sprung that on you and you came up with two answers that you know can't possibly happen because you root for the Vikings but that's exactly right but it's your fault for asking me the damn question you give me any time to prepare Ratto no I did sure. not and that's Kirk why and wheat combined <laughs> that's why this show doesn't work we're unfair to guests and I, I apologize <laughs> I thought it was jerk weed but it's jerk wheat right? yes I apologize jerk wheat. yeah I yeah, apologize right. yeah so. Thank you, Drew. We appreciate yeah. it very, very much. Thanks a lot. Now go All and stare best, at your guys. children until they're <laughs> unnerved. Take Bye. care. Yeah. And he is the, was he just named the outstanding sports columnist in San, San Francisco. Francisco by, yeah. I think, some shopper. Awesome. Drew McGarry. He's yeah. really Ray's I friend. hate him. Yeah? Yeah. He's written several books. Why haven't you written one yet, Ray? I'm trying to read one. Are All you working on one? You have no. some ideas for a book. Oh, no, I, I, would never I do one. not. I don't want to write a book. I've seen what the process is. What do you want to see? Let me ask you the question you asked him. What do you want to see and be able to talk about in sports this year more than anything else? I think I want to see Daniel Snyder frog walked to a prison farm in Louisiana and forced to spend the rest of his time cutting weeds on the side of the highway. Okay. I mean, that's peripherally sports. It's not really sports, but okay. I want to see a gambling scandal in the NFL. Do you? They're taking all this gambling money. I want to see an entire team throw games. And then let's see if that affects the size of the audience. I don't think it will because I think people would rather watch games that they know are dishonest. Do you think any of that is going on? Or are you suggesting it's actually going on to a level that we don't suspect? I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen that it's systemic across a team yet. It would have to be like... Literally game fixing along the levels of the 1919 White Sox. Mm -hmm. But I would like to see that. From the 707, what would you like to see more than anything in sports this year? Rob Manfred stepping down, Derek Jeter taking over. I don't know. Yeah, because Derek Jeter did such a great job with the Miami Marlins. You know, I don't even care about that part. Rob Manfred stepping down. You had me at that. And then whoever, Derek Jeter, why not? Wouldn't mind seeing that. Well, because it doesn't matter whether Rob Manfred is the commissioner or not. Because whoever the commissioner is is still working for the same 30 thugs. Yeah, but... He casts he's an unpleasant a, figure. He's really And he looks like onerous. an undertaker. Yes. But I don't know that that necessarily means that the next guy is going to be any better. He makes me miss Bud Selig. Okay? There you go. Bud Selig at least liked baseball. Say whatever else you want about him. And he also worked for the same 30 guys. But he enjoyed the game. There you go. That's why you miss Bud Selig. But in terms of but I, things, I never miss Bud Selig until Rob Manfred was the commissioner. Well, because almost all change in sports is for the worse. That's the problem. It just when you think, God, we got to get rid of this manager because he's really screwing everything up. We just need a new guy. Also from the 707, Ray, I want to see Barry Bonds get signed for one day and then be put in the Hall of Fame when he's eligible. From the 510 and from the 925, almost simultaneously, John Fisher selling the A's. That's franchise in Danville with that one. See, and someone joining it from the uh, 510. See, that's emotionally uplifting, and I don't deal in that. But who's buying them? Joe Lacob, right? Lacob says he wants to buy them, but I don't think Fisher wants to sell yet. I think he wants to either get a ballpark that somebody else has to pay for in Las Vegas. Or at least get the ballpark here started so that the value of the franchise rises and he can sell it for the maximum amount of money there is. I don't think he wants to sell it now because it's rather a depressed uh, asset. Mm -hmm. But if you put a shovel in the ground and you say, this is going to be built, I think that's when he'll start listening to offers. Didn't you already share with us today that the one thing you want to see is the Sacramento Kings win an NBA title? I also believe in that because yeah. I want to see how smug those people can be. <laughs> 
I don't know. I think a lot of them would just be in shock for a long time. Well, that's why I want to see how many of them can transition from we're the worst franchise God ever made to we're the smartest people in the universe. <laughs> I don't think having your team win a championship means that you're one of the smartest people. No, but it means you think it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, would... I know several Kings fans, and they will absolutely make that turn in a minute. And I want to see how many hamstring muscles they pull when they do that. Yeah, so a couple of items uh, on the docket here at 888-957-9570. If you want to participate, Xfinity Mobile Text Line. The one thing you'd like to see in sports this year more than anything else, no holds barred. And then we're also looking for your opinion on the most smug fans in sports. We haven't, we haven't mentioned Laker fans yet. They certainly deserve a mention because they're oblivious yeah. to recent failure and just think, well, well I mean, we won in the bubble and we've got LeBron and he's the greatest scorer of all time. Well, that speaks to your personal bias and I'm impressed by that. Coming up, Tim Kawakami is going to join us top of the hour. And uh, up next, in addition to your calls and texts, Draymond Green no longer officially the NBA trash talk king who is? That answer is coming right up. Damon and Ratto, YDN for Damon. We're presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Thanks for being with us on this blustery day around the bay. Whitey in for Damon on 95.7 The Game. Tim Kawakami is going to be with us top of the hour. Uh, Ray, we're getting a lot of response here on the question you threw out. Of course, initially you threw it out to uh, your buddy Drew McGarry. 888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile text line, or give us a call. You want to uh, talk to us here on the show. The question is, among other questions we have going, one thing in sports you want to see this year. From the 925. One thing, no holds barred that you'd want to see. Want to see Draymond go to the Lakers and get traded by LeBron within six months. I don't want to see Draymond go to the Lakers. Why not? Because I want Draymond to stay with the Warriors. Okay. I don't want to see it break up that way, Ray. That Not only would that be a breakup, it would be a bitter breakup. Would it not? Well, I don't want to see it end that way. It sounds like the Yahoo you talked to on the, or you read that text from doesn't like Draymond Green. Why does that make that person a Yahoo? Because they're all Yahoos. Hmm. The opinion's not what makes you a Yahoo. It's your existence. I want to see Dylan Brooks, the NBA's new Oscar the Grouch, straight out the garbage. That's uh, Duke from the city. Sup, Ratto. It's from the 415. 888-957-9570. John and Benicia, 95.7 The Game. Hello, John. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Good. You know, John, we used to, when I lived in Vallejo, you couldn't buy fireworks in Vallejo, so we used to have to drive to Benicia to get our fireworks. Then we'd drive them back to Vallejo. You could light them in Vallejo, but you couldn't buy them there. So thank you uh, for all you people in Benicia did as far as supplying us with uh, fireworks when we were kids. Benicia? Uh, you know, I, That's what we used to call it. Yeah. Known for. yeah. What's up, John? You know what? The thing that I really want to see is that I want to just make sure that a shortstop can still know how to play shortstop and a second baseman knows how to play second base with the shift being over. That's what I'm looking forward to. Thank you. How It's funny because somebody's wish was, Whitey, I wish you wouldn't talk about MLB anymore because it's so boring. But here we are talking about the rule changes, Ray. The shift, do you think it's going to make a big difference one way or the other? We're going to see more offense because of the shift? No. We'll see left shifting, but we won't see more offense. More ground ball. Ground ball up the middle now maybe is a base hit because you don't have guys playing up the middle or outfielders, excuse me, infielders, three of them on the right side. Oh, you could share All you have to do is be just on one side of second base or the other. You can, you know, as long as there's two guys on each side, you could still have a guy essentially up the middle. But I can't have and three you, guys on one side anymore. No, but you could bring in an outfielder. If you really thought the guy was absolutely going to hit the ball up the middle, you could, you know. I could, play. but that'd be dumb. But you're right, I could. Well, it might be, but, you know, I could easily see where, you know, you could you could shift and then bring a corner outfielder up mm -hmm. and play right behind the grass at first base. Hey, speaking of Draymond, as we were a moment ago, the Athletic conducted a poll, a poll of, I think it was 22 NBA players, during the uh, All-Star Media Day, which I think was Saturday. 
Anyway, they asked a bunch of NBA players a bunch of questions, including who is the NBA's biggest trash talker? Draymond Green got four votes, second place, but one player got more votes than that, Ray. Would you care to guess who it is, or you want me to just tell you? Just tell me. All right, it's Pat Beverly. Six votes for Pat Beverly. Now of the Chicago Bulls, can you imagine if the Warriors had both Pat Beverly and Draymond Green? Oh, my goodness. They'd be taking ta- talking trash to new levels. Oh, they'd be, they'd be teed up so fast they'd both be suspended at the same time. Uh, Bam Adebayo said the obvious answer is Draymond, so I'm going to say Draymond. DeMontis Sabonis of the King said, nowadays everyone's trash talking, so I can't even tell you. It does seem like everyone now engages in it. There's a lot more going on in-game between players on the court and players on the sidelines than there ever used to be. I'm not saying it's bad or it's good, but it's noticeable. It's There's a lot more of it. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, it's... It's the nature of the basketball culture. It's just, you know, because Draymond Green was the clear clubhouse leader for years. And I think, you know, once once the lid is off, then other guys go, well, they're not going to give any of these guys 15 technicals a year. So it's essentially a license to yap. Mm-hmm. So they do. And um, the technical foul fine is so minimal that it doesn't bother anybody. You know, it just it's, it starts at 2500 I think. I really like Zion Williamson's answer. And by the way, New Orleans, if they can get healthy again, and who knows about that with Zion's issues, health issues. But that's a team to keep an eye on because they defend. But anyway, Zion Williamson said, I'd have to say the entire Memphis Grizzlies team, they do it in like a collective way, so you can't help but respect it. I bet you when it's going on, he's not sitting there going, Zion's not going, oh, that's great. I respect the way you do that. Well, they don't have um, they don't have metrics for trash talking, but Dylan Brooks is second in the league in technicals. You know, John Morant has seven. They they've got a number of guys who will yeah. Jaron Jackson talks a lot. Um you know, ju- just off this list, they got plenty of guys. I mean, the Warriors still have the league leader in that, though. Draymond Green's got 15 of them. Next one yeah. gets him a suspension. I know. But so he's smart. go team. He'll avoid the next one. I bet he will. He's that smart. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., you mentioned him. He was asked, who's the biggest trash talker? Jaron Jackson says, I know he's not in the league anymore, but but, but Noah was on my team, and the first time he came to practice, he was talking crazy to me. He was screaming at me and pounding the ball in my chest. It was great. That's an odd answer, which tells me he didn't want to say Draymond because he doesn't want Draymond to know that Draymond's in his head, and he didn't want to say his own team because he knows how obnoxious they are. So he goes with, oh, yeah, Joe Kim Noah used to be on my team. It's a bad answer. Zion Williamson, good answer. Jaron Jackson Jr., who, by the way, didn't belong on the All-Star team. Bad answer, but that shouldn't surprise you because he's one of the frauds on the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> okay. By the way, Steve Kerr is second in the league in technical fouls for coaches. Uh, I don't know, but I would guess it's pretty high for him relative to what he's done in the past. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, he's far more frustrated this year. Of course. It's safe to say. Yeah, exactly. And so if you have to yell at one of your players, well, that's what Ed Malloy is for. And I, I think Steve Kerr, maybe you guys can ask him. I'll bet you he probably has been doing more of that to try to get through to his players more than he has in the past. Because he's talked, going back earlier in the year, about... I I have to try to get some sense of urgency here. No one seems to get it. Well, I mean, maybe some of that. But the thing is, I don't think you get to players by yelling at a ref. I mean, I think you need to yell at the players. And I think he does plenty of that, too. He just will defend them when he's in an interview session just because players hate when you call them out that way. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't... They mind it much less if you bark at him in the, in the locker room or call him into the office and chew him out. But they have very little tolerance for a guy who will rat them out in public. Tim Kawakami, by the way, joins us top of the hour, so we'll talk more about Steve Kerr uh, and the Warriors. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's go to Will in Oakland on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Will, you're on with Ratto and Whitey. What's up? What's happening, guys? Hey. Um... Mr. Ratto, you're awesome. I respect you too, brother, but Ratto is like the awesomest dude ever. Yeah, I agree. If we were talking about 
We were talking about rule changes earlier, and the one that I want changed in Major League Baseball, I feel like the pitchers should have to hit again in the National League. This, it's taking away from the coaching. It's taking away from the game. Why does there have to be a DH when there's a, a perfectly capable professional athlete on the field? Man, if you could throw a ball, you could hit a pitch. Thank you, Will. I appreciate that. And you're right. Ray is probably the most awesome human ever. Uh, yeah, he few. needs more friends. <laughs> but I don't think we were talking about that, were we? No, I, I mean, don't believe fine. we were. He, no, he had, we were talking. No, well, he, we he, had a, he had a point to make, and he <laughs> wanted baseball to turn back the clock, which right. baseball used to do, but now it doesn't. So That ship has sailed, huh? Oh, yeah. It's not going to, yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, it would actually even depress offense even further. You know, because now you have a slightly less credible nine hitter mm -hmm. than the nine hitters you're trotting out now. Uh, real quick, because yeah, I know baseball, uh, but baseball's at a cr uh, cross purposes because baseball wants to be more fan friendly. Well, let's speed up the games and we'll have more offense. Well, if you have more offense, the games actually take longer. So that's yeah. just uh, an example of how baseball cannot get out of its own way. Well, because the problem is not time of game. I think I said this yesterday. The problem is pace of game. Pace is a different thing. Right. And I know. What you're trying you to like, well, our mutual buddy Mark Kreidler. Well, what, you, what you'd like to do is kill all the time when guys are just standing there, either staring at a coach or adjusting their batting gloves or stepping off them. All the dead, all the dead time. That really has nothing to do with the actual strategy of the game. You know, ideally, they would shorten the time between half innings, but that's when they sell ads, so they're not doing that. The problem is this game has evolved to the point where it drags. And in trying to figure out how to make it less draggy, they've tried to impose rules that, frankly, don't actually change that much. I'll be interested to see how aggressive they are with the pitch clock early on and see how quickly they get off of that. Because normally with a new rule, like a change in the strike zone or something, for the first month or so, you know, they are the, the umpires are following the new rule religiously because they know their supervisors are looking for that. And then after a while, when the games become unworkable, then they start to, you know, put some elastic back in the rule. And by the middle of the season... The rule is essentially back to what it was before they changed the rule. So I'll be interested to see what they do with the pitch clock. Baseball has been doomed since the invention of the television. Because what happened is, you look at football. Football, everything happens for the most part. Right in this area, you're watching TV, you can see everything. Same with basketball for the most part. Baseball is not built for TV. You got the pitcher, you got the catcher, you got, there's a line drive in the right field. What's the right fielder doing? Where's the throw going? What are the runners doing? It's not built for TV. And as soon as we became just uh, obsessed with television, baseball was doomed. It's hanging in there, and I love baseball, but it's doomed. And on that note, we welcome you to your 5 o'clock hour. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.